Dubai has seen quite a remarkable rise as a global tourist destination. While tourism is competitive globally, with any number of externalities having an impact in consumer decision making, Dubai still have a goal of 20 million visitors by 2020 and recently announced 25 million by 2025. With the 2018 figures due for release early next month, they are on track to achieve these goals. The tourism offering is run by DTCM, the Department of Tourism and Commerce Marketing. The person leading the charge is CEO Issam Qasim. In the role for the past five years, he gives us his outlook of 2019, what's happening with the current Dubai Shopping Festival, and why his favourite football team, Manchester United, love coming here. Welcome to Dubai Works, a business podcast about the innovators, the products, the services, and trending topics. Love and Dubai's take on the business stories that matter. My name is Richard Fitzgerald. I'm the founder of Augustus Media, publishers of Love and Dubai, Love and Saudi, and Smashy TV. Each week, we'll be interviewing the dynamic business leaders of Dubai. Good morning, Isam. Good morning. Uh, we're with Isam Qasim, the CEO of DTCM, Dubai Tourism and Marketing. Uh, it's really great to have you here today. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for giving us this chance to talk to you about what it is that we're doing at DTCM. Well, there's so much to go through and it's really fascinating. Obviously, Love in Dubai is it loves everything about Dubai and so does Dubai Tourism. So uh, it's great to have the CEO of that entity with us on Dubai Works today. I think for us, I've been uh, following uh, Love in Dubai at least on, on a few channels. <laughs> and it's great to see... Um, basically from a community's perspective. I mean, it's one thing about us as an organization that is here to promote Dubai, but to really hear the voice of the people who live and breathe within the city and have, have in, in many cases, chosen Dubai to be home to really express their emotions through these channels. So thank you. Well, thank you very much. So I think we'll kick off, you know, it's a new year, it's start of year, it's 2019. So, uh, what's, it, what's it looking like? Are you excited about what's on offer in Dubai this year? I mean, to be very honest with you, it's always exciting, right? Yeah. Um, there's always something new that's happening. There's always these these great things that we're working on um, with with great partners. Um, but what's amazing is that being with Dubai Tourism, we kind of are in the middle of the private and public sector. So we work along, uh, you know, both both uh, sides and bringing them along this this amazing journey. Um, and in all honesty, I mean, Dubai has achieved the numbers and and the success based on this public-private uh, relationship and partnership. Interesting. So what sort of numbers are we looking at? I know the full year 2018 numbers will come out in February, but the, the year to date up until November, we're looking pretty good. Yes, we're looking pretty good. We're looking to uh, uh, surpass slightly uh, the 2017 numbers. And yeah. given the uh, the global uh, conditions, it is, it is it is an achievement in its own, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, to see any sort of growth uh, during that period of time, um, will be will be uh, will be good for us, and alhamdulillah, we've seen Great. we've seen a steady number from that side as well. Okay, so the you know the lofty goal of twenty million visitors by twenty twenty, that's still on track, and your your all your strategies and initiatives are geared towards that. Everything for us is geared towards that. In fact, um, a lot of people were asking what happens post twenty twenty because a lot of people link our strategic uh, objectives of twenty twenty with numbers. Expo. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and we're saying like no, it's not. It's uh, Expo have have their targets and goals, and ours were set before. Yeah. Us uh, or Dubai winning uh, yeah. um, the bid. So yeah. for us, we've also started uh, and we've actually announced the 2025 okay. uh, objective, right? Yeah. Um, which is to reach 
to make it easy, 25, <laughs> yeah. 25. Okay. Um, and we've said it could be anything between 23 to 25 million okay. uh, up until that time because we know that there are a lot of um, socioeconomic or geopolitical factors that we cannot control yeah. um, that, that dictate uh, travel patterns and, yeah. and trends. So it's very important for us to, to stay real to those, to those um, aspects and uh, make sure that we're doing whatever we can yeah. to uh, diversify our market approach. So if you look at the key source markets traditionally, when the strategy was announced um, that we used to attract tourists from, were maybe six or seven big players. Um, last year, we had campaigns in about 50-odd countries at some point in time. Okay. Um, you know, we have several offices. You have 20 offices around the world or so, is it? Exactly, yeah, 20 okay. offices around the world, yeah. exactly. Oh, I, you know you're a <laughs> um, But I think what's, what's interesting is, and this is what keeps it exciting, Okay. not every uh, two markets are the same. Right? Yeah. Uh, there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach. And that's what, you know, keeps us going because... As you can see, I mean, you have the extreme opposite. So you have uh, uh, the Western population and and what uh, what they use in terms of the, the trends within uh, the digital sphere yeah. is totally different than what we use in Russia or in China. Okay. And again, understanding how they consume information and how they derive their decisions, yeah. you know, and, and it's how very, you build very different brand as well. in those markets. And maybe, Absolutely. maybe sometimes, you know, we talk about kind of challenges and things that you can't control. Um, in tourism, that's always a factor. Countries, there might be currency fluctuations, there might be climate, things that just have a bad season. Yes. Uh, but then there's trends that you can change. I, I remember many years ago seeing the excited audience in the Ellen show in the US when they won a trip to Dubai. It was like a fantasy land. And how can you tap into those excitements and kind of almost create markets that didn't exist before? Is that what you try and do? Absolutely. I think you've touched, touched uh, a very, very uh, key point of how we, we try to work on things here. Um, over the past few years, we've not only done the usual um, campaigns, uh, specifically focusing a lot on on the tactical side of things as well, making it much easier for the end user or the or the traveler to actually be able to make a purchase and come uh, to Dubai and visit Dubai. But at the same time, we've also built very, very strong relationships with channels across the world, big players such yeah. as uh, CNN, BBC, Bloomberg, um, Euronews, and others that are still in the pipeline, yeah. as well as a lot of the, of the key big publications, then also the niche ones that are very market-specific. Yeah. Um, and what we do with them is, first of all, with the, with the big players, um, we want to make sure that it is neutral, it is genuine, so we give them the opportunity to show them all of the things that are happening, exciting things that are happening in Dubai, and let them go uh, have a deeper dive into what is it that they want to uncover and untap and really talk about Dubai from a very um, objective perspective. So yeah. that's very, very important from for us. Point of view, yeah. And at the same time, we have, for example, uh, in Germany, um, there is a car tour uh, kind of a program, part of one of their, their um, popular uh, TV stations, yeah. who came to Dubai, yeah. thinking they know exactly what they want to do. And they're like, no, 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 we don't need any more time. Three days is more than enough. We're going to do A, B, C, and that's it. And we're, and we're okay. going back. But once they came to Dubai, we allowed them to have the program that they wanted. Yeah, but very we, organized, very completely. efficient. I love it. <laughs> yeah. But then what we did was we have a uh, Emirati with us who is fluent in German. Okay. Who happens, his mom happens to be German. Yeah. So he went in in his Dushdasha and, 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 and yeah. uh, engaged with them and stuff and was taking them around. And when they were having their, their break, he said, uh, he invited them back to um, the, his farm. He's like, why yeah. don't you guys come to the farm and, and see how things, you know, are, are, are done in a traditional way. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, okay, fine. You know, we have, we have a break, so let's, let's go. Yeah. What they experienced from a traditional perspective, you know, like the palm trees and the dates and how they're collected and the seasonality yeah. and, and all of these little nuances that, that 
they thought they knew everything about Dubai, but but yeah. those nuances really shed a light on something that they didn't yeah. realize. Made them extend their stay. Yeah. They came in here for, I think, 30 or 40 minutes of footage. They ended up with nine hours worth of footage. Amazing. And they started to uh, spread that out through different episodes. Yeah, yeah. And they made, made it a point to come back again as part of the 2019 schedule. So so these are the kind of things that we're yeah. trying to tap into in a much, much bigger it's, way. It's what it's what readers of Love in Dubai see. It's the residents see these things. And it's almost it's a challenge for a marketing entity to capture all that and to get it out. Uh, I'd love to talk more about the, some of the tactical things that you did. You sure. mentioned German uh, car show, but you did something with the Grand Tour and yes, Amazon Prime. And, yes. and that was such a big stunt. How did that work? Um, what we did was, again, we we're always on the lookout for, for um, key things and programs that will give you that big bang. So yeah. you need to do, we, we try to work on, on multiple multiple layers, right? Okay. So you've got, of course, the you know, the top end of the funnel awareness, brand building. And then you also have the tactical purely conversion led. Yeah. And based on the market and where Dubai uh, lies within their uh, bucket list, let's put it, uh, yeah. let's put it that way, um, the, the tactics and the plans change. Okay. Um, so when it comes to the markets like uh, US and Amazon Prime being something big and they had made a huge announcement that yeah. they're going to be investing a lot in their programming. Yeah. And we knew that yeah. the cast from, let's say, uh, Top Gear yeah. uh, were already now moving to uh, Amazon Prime. So yeah. you had a win-win situation. True. So we presented Dubai and showcased uh, Dubai to them in a sense that, look, guys, this is uh, too good an opportunity for you to miss. Yeah. You know, like so flipped it around <laughs> and, and they loved the idea. You know right. what I mean? And, and there is something. And you close some of Shakespeare Road. You put Jeremy Clarkson's face on the Burj Khalifa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you which see, will do good for his ego. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Yeah. And this is why I was telling you that, that, that the combination and collaboration between the private and public sector is key. key. So to do something like that, you need everyone, yeah. everyone to be yeah. on the same side. Yeah. So what we do with, our, with the strategy is it's not a Dubai tourism strategy. It's a Dubai strategy. A Dubai strategy. So yeah. when, when our strategy is approved, we ensure that from the director general all the way through to every single one of us, we meet with them on a regular basis, update them what's going on, why it's beneficial for the city, who's going to benefit most from it. And what people then start realizing is as Dubai tourism, there is nothing commercially that comes back to us. Yeah. Everybody else can benefit a lot more from it than, than Dubai tourism can. It's, Dubai tourism is a key cog in the kind of economic growth and stimulus of... of Easiest way to explain it. We yeah. always say that if Dubai is a product, yeah. right, we are the marketing department of the, that product. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting because, you know, some people who wouldn't have known the region and maybe I'm being, uh, you know, uh, you know, maybe I'm being general here, but people mightn't have known that Dubai was a city and a country. And sometimes you hear these funny mistakes. Yes. But in some ways, and tourism, it acts like a country in terms of the departments. You know, it's the tourism entity here is is uh, so uh, prominent in the activity that you do, more so than, say, a UAE tourism board. And that's the opposite in many countries. The city uh, tourism entity, from a marketing point of view, would very rarely be bigger than the than the country tourism. I come from Ireland and uh, Discover Ireland is what's the international brand. Yes. And then in Ireland, we have Fault Ireland, which is the local one. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, so it's so to try and understand what you do is almost you're doing Discover Ireland, but also Fault Ireland and you're, you're doing uh, it for a city. <laughs> I think so. you, you, you're absolutely right. The way that we've set up within the UAE, which is which is quite interesting and it's and it's really, really working really good for us is that with with every department of tourism for every single uh, emirate, yeah. we're kind of competing with one another. Yeah. So everyone is really putting 
their best work and their best effort forward. Yeah. And what it does is collectively, when someone comes to Dubai, I mean, let's be honest here, uh, drive from uh, Abu Dhabi to Dubai to charge and so on. Yeah. Some people commute daily to go to work and back in yeah. other countries. Yeah. So once you have a product across every single emirate that's unique and that's 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 different and and it really is quality yeah people will go to all the other emirates and benefit uh, I th- I as think well the, the residents are spoiled because they've got five or six or seven tourism boards local competing for their, yeah, their, their exactly. staycations which is great and at the same time what the, you what you mentioned earlier channels like love in dubai for example is so important because the resident population here are much, much better aware of every single thing. So collectively, yeah. of every single thing that's happening in Dubai, whether it's a small event, very niche, or it's a restaurant that's a you know like a hidden gem somewhere, they uncover these things, they untap these things. Yeah. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to then work with all these international broadcasters and these top 10 lists and okay. so on to really highlight these things about Dubai. Because historically, if I look 10 years, 12 years or 15 years back, when I had visitors visiting me for the first time and they've never come to Dubai before, I would always take them to downtown. I'd take them to JBR. I'd take them to all these new developments, right? And I was yeah. so excited about it because it's it's new. Um, and they would love it. Yeah. But when they'd go back, they'd be like, you know what? I love Dubai, but there was something missing. I'm like, what was missing? They're like, it doesn't have a soul. And I used to get so irritated. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> and then I realized, you know, in, in time that, hold on a second, I'm showing them beautiful architecture, okay. great infrastructure, but they're right. I never took them to Bar Dubai. I never took okay. them to Al Fahedi district. I yeah. never took them to the Gold Souk and so on. Once I started taking those same people there, all of a sudden, that Dubai being a two, three day destination changed. Yeah. Now they know I want to spend a week, 10 days, and it's barely enough because yeah. there's so many restaurants and coffee shops and cafes and shopping and experiences and, and different things that you really want to explore. The desert itself, I mean, it's not something you're going to do, do once and that's it if you really want to do it well. So is that sort of, um, is that because Dubai has a lot to offer? Is that part of a strategy to uh, encourage a repeat number of visitors? Uh, just, just touching on another point, you know, if you travel somewhere and there's a there's a, a tourist attraction, it's almost like the whole area surrounding people are employed by that attraction. Um, the taxi driver might know it. Whereas in Dubai, it feels like there's just so much on offer that it, the rest is catching up. Uh, so how do you kind of um, how do you kind of do everything at once? See, that <laughs> you you actually good. You're steering me towards other points that I want to cover. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll, I tend to forget those. Which is, we've launched something called the Dubai. Uh, College for Tourism. Yeah. Um, and it's, it was part of this uh, strategy that was announced in uh, 2013. Um, and what, what we wanted to do was educate, first of all, uh, train any touch point within, within the consumer journey or the tourist journey um, on the basics of, uh, for example, how to receive someone, how to talk to them, and, and, and how to relay information about Dubai. Uh, whether it's from uh, taxi divers and RTA, actually, we're quite very, very supportive actually okay. this. Um, and and we did an initial pilot project with them, with about 300 taxi drivers, training them as well. Because don't forget, their fleet is growing with the growth of Dubai and, and tourists in Dubai. Yeah. So we need to make sure that we're we're doing whatever we can to to uh, you know get the skill sets to the to the level that that is reflective of Dubai. Yeah. Um, at the same time, we also work with uh, 
uh, we did different programs. One is called the Dubai Way, which anybody can sign up to. Uh, and it gives them the basics of how to be tour guides of Dubai. Um, so again, okay. giving a lot of the residents who are passionate about the city to actually uh, enroll and yeah. enlist. And it's it's very affordable, very easy to do. It depends on you how much time you want to um, uh, give to the program. Okay. And it's all online, yeah. uh, very, very simple. And then you become a certified tour guide. Yeah. We also have a Dubai expert program because we know, as you mentioned, Dubai is evolving and there's so many new things happening at the same time. Yeah. So what we've done is we've created this uh, gamified approach. The guys at the, at the college, they've created this gamification where you can actually uh, enlist as many people as you want around the world yeah. who are uh, technically your, your sales agents, right? All yeah. the uh, different uh, tour operators, all the different uh, um, uh, travel agencies and so on. And how you encourage them and incentivize them is that they actually learn the um, uh, landscape of Dubai. They learn what's on offer. They start to identify based on target audiences. They're given cards as a family of four uh, with this age group and this budget and this interest and so on. And it keeps changing. Mm. And the better you know Dubai, the better you can serve them okay. an experience that suits and fits their needs. Yeah. Um, and we can easily update this on a regular basis with everything new that's happening okay. and plug more information. And the better the person becomes at selling, they collect more points. And the one who wins can actually win a trip to Dubai and experience it firsthand. I love this. Gamifying uh, uh, tourism. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and these are things that people don't necessarily know yeah. that's happening in Dubai. So it's really technology-led sort of. 100%. And uh, getting the community involved. Very aligned with what Dubai's yeah. uh, aspirations are with the 10X project stuff. So there's a lot of things yeah. that we're doing on, on the tech side, on, on, on the digital side, yeah. which really is making it easier for people to familiarize themselves with yeah. the destination. And, you know, the tourism marketing boards do a lot, but also uh, businesses that bring tourists in do their own marketing. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, whether it's restaurants or whether it's hotels and things like that. Um, are, do you, are, are you in line with them? Do they have their own strategies? Um, what, what would you say to them if, if they weren't uh, busy? I think the occupancy is extraordinarily high in hotels, something, you correct me if I'm wrong, but 78% hotel occupancy maybe last year. Um, but in, in some cases, businesses might say, okay, we haven't done that well. We expected more tourism. Is that a business management point of view or do people come here and is there too much to offer or is there a way of helping people find the, the things that are on offer? I think there isn't a single answer for that. But okay. what we what we do is from our side is we, we provide the platform. So we have regular forums um, with the different sectors. Uh, we have uh, city briefing sessions where yeah. we bring in the, the entire industry to understand exactly what we've done in the past, what the numbers looked like, uh, what's coming up. Um, and, and what we're uh, targeting and how they could benefit from the program. So mm. which markets we're going to be in with which sort of campaigns. Um, and if we're doing any uh, uh, collaboration with any of the, of, of the partners here, we're also, of course, creating collaborations on ground within those markets to actually convert. So any one single campaign will always be tied in with trade integration uh, at, at the back end. So, so those are the kind of things that, that takes a lot of time and a lot of effort to make sure that we're making it as seamless as possible for the guest or, or the visitor of, yeah. of, uh, of Dubai. What we've also done is actually we've launched it uh, yesterday was a B2B uh, platform. Okay. Um, so if somebody goes to uh, priohub.com and we went through a series of, of RFPs to make sure that we actually select the right partner. Okay. Um, so what, what priohub.com, what they do. P-R-I-O. P-R-I-O. Okay. Uh, Hub.com. Yeah. Um, what they do is 
they actually are connected uh, to the global marketplace, so about 500 different resellers. And um, with us, what we do is we made it very simple. Somebody can just log in if they have a small business. Yeah. For example, they do food tours, right? Yeah. It's a couple that they've set themselves up and, and you know they do, do food tours in different parts of Dubai. Or they have a small jet ski tour within yeah. the canals and stuff like that Amazing. of Dubai. Simple startup, right? Yeah. They don't have the marketing budget and the spend. So this is our way of supporting them. Yeah. So they can actually log on put in the details, and they can select who, if if not all, uh, of the resellers that they want to connect with. They can put their product online, okay. and it costs them close to nothing. Yeah. And it it just gives them automatically, it opens their door to every single potential opportunity that exists Brilliant. of people coming to Dubai. And they can take bookings directly from that platform? 100%. That's really, that's really good. So these I'm are sure the kind a lot of, of small would, businesses would love to hear that. 100%. Yeah. And, yeah. I think, and I think these are the kind of things that, that we want people to, to, uh, to take notice okay. because we're doing it for them to succeed, and at the end of the day, for the tourists to enjoy and have a better experience of Dubai. After all, we have four main targets. We've always had four main targets, whether it's the 2020 strategy or 2025. The four things that I always um, tell the team and I ask myself whenever I'm, I'm focusing on, on a project is, will this get help me get more visitors to Dubai? Yeah. Will this help me get them to spend a longer time in Dubai? Yeah. Will, will they uh, end up spending more in Dubai? Yeah. And will they end up coming back again and again? Because okay. we want them to be so excited and realize that even if they were here for two weeks, yeah. they haven't done everything. Yeah. And there's so much more that they want to do. And even their kids to tell their parents, but you tell me we're going to do all of this. We didn't get a chance. <laughs> yeah. And they come back again. So it's in January at the moment and Dubai Shopping Festival is happening. Um, we, we might understand the listeners to this podcast will be business minds. So they'll understand why a fitness festival or a, a food festival or a shopping festival is good marketing. But from a consumer point of view, it, it, it mightn't dawn on them that they would travel for shopping. But maybe but when if they look back to their childhoods, they would have gone on short trips, maybe yes. to the local city. And let's go to the shops. It's yes. kind of a phrase. So is that really what you're what what? people are traveling from around the world to Dubai in this month of January 4? If you look at it in a perspective of the, what Dubai has to offer during that period of time in terms of the weather, um, a lot of um, outdoor experiences to be had, um, whether it's uh, New Year's and the festive period that people come and enjoy and explore Dubai at that point in time. But there's so many things that are happening um, that, that makes people not just visit once but come back again and yeah. again. And historically, um, we might not have been pushing summer as much, okay. and I'll come back to that. Yeah. But during this period of time, Shopping Festival is currently running its 24th year. Wow. And it's been a, a an integral part of attracting tourists during a specific period of time. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that has just literally been built more bigger and bigger and bigger over the years. And in the past two, three years, um, we've tried to now add a lot more of the festivities back into it. We're, we're trying to look at exploring different ways of adding experiences. Because, yeah. again, something you'll see as part of the initial strategy was it's not about visiting Dubai. It's about experiencing Dubai. Yeah. And, and that's what we're really focusing on. So the experience of shopping during any of these periods. And what we've in fact, what we've done is to leverage the retail because it's one of the key propositions of Dubai in general is create different opportunities within the year and created a retail calendar yeah. um, which runs throughout the year in partnership with our retail partners. Okay. So they told us, yes, this works for us. So this year we've exactly. actually extended um, uh, Shopping Festival into the first week of February as well. Okay. So that because it was on their request. Yeah. Because um, we want to make sure, again, it's not us dictating what needs to happen. It's facilitating what the market is telling us yeah. that this is what we want. Yeah. So by doing that, what we're doing is we're trying to leverage not just the peak period for holiday and for travel, but also to attract people during the off peak. So some people are tied with school break. 
Yeah. So that's one segment of the family. Yeah. But then you have couples who don't have kids. Yeah. And they don't have those restrictions. And then post that holiday period, we attract couples yeah. or single travelers, groups of friends who come in. And, and, and women travelers, it's becoming a huge trend now, yeah. especially into Dubai as well. Yeah. And Dubai has so much to offer on that, on that, on yeah, that side. Definitely. I'd love to talk a lot about the summer strategy as well, but just touch on sort of this time of the year. We've seen a lot of footballers and famous people and it's almost self-marketing. You must be so happy when you see people like Salt Bay and all these uh, footballers training academies because it just gets global attention. Uh, do you facilitate that? Do you enjoy it? <laughs> we definitely enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and in fact, with the Manchester United players who were here recently, yeah. um, they were actually saying that, yes, they love Dubai full stop. And they went but back last night and had a good victory against Tottenham. Exactly. So it obviously and even is good for football too. Even having <laughs> a complex like the Nas complex, Sheikh Hamdan's yeah. complex, yeah. where he opens up his private complex to all of these amazing athletes yeah. because he literally wants them to come in and not just enjoy the holiday of Dubai, but also to be able to exercise and, 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 and recover during that period of time True. as well. And for them, as you said, to go back and win, yeah. now it's like a, Dubai was the reason <laughs> yeah. we won. I so, think Liverpool <laughs> are coming now, so, so we'll see. But yeah, but it is really that sort of thing that you know we monitor all the, the alerts on social media and going back to kind of uh, tourism in general for this region the, the Arab world has always a lot to offer in tourism and Dubai has continued that I think whenever I bring someone here I always try and point out the hospitality they say oh there's something about it you feel safe but it's actually that the welcome you get you know that the little kind of nuances if you're in a cafe and you're treated with uh, you know, local dates and, and coffee and things like that, you kind of say, well, that's a welcome, that's a hospitality. And I experienced that in other parts of the Arab world. But Dubai has maintained that, kept it, and then added on this layer of global city, which competes with New York, London, Hong Kong. Um, how do you kind of retain that Emirati hospitality and that sort of, um, you know, nod to the region that we're in? To be absolutely honest, I think this all goes back to, and it stems from the leadership. Um, and no matter how much I, 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 we, we talk about it, people don't realize literally how hands-on they actually are. So when we have uh, things like strategy or workshops, when he has a business community workshop recently, yeah. bringing all the you know like the businessmen to 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 get together and to talk about um, the positives, the negatives, what could be done better, because these guys have a vested interest in Dubai and they too have chosen Dubai to be home. And they are they bought into the Dubai uh, statement and Dubai's message, and for His Highness to actually open up his palace for those workshops yeah. and to to listen to them and to also actually activate a lot of these things like the retirement visa and so yeah, on. Yeah. All of these things came out from that. Okay. That is something that that of course, if you have a leadership that that's so involved and so engaged, it it makes it raises the bar to a certain <laughs> level where yeah. everyone has to also make sure that they're yeah. continuously delivering on that yeah. and they're not just stuck in tradition they want to make sure that the rooted tradition remains but at the same time you don't ignore all the advancement the changes things that are happening and 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 being the first uh, one of the first leaders if not the first leader to actually have the entire session one of his sessions in the global summit to be completely uh, fed live on Twitter and yeah. things like that are are showing how we embrace the change. We embrace technology. We want to make sure that we remain connected with the trends and everything that's happening without forgetting the past. Yeah. So and it's a very connected strategy. It's part of the, you know, uh, Dubai economic strategy as well. Um, so I guess that's how it's it's not siloed, as you're saying, Absolutely. in terms of communication. And then that sort of leadership uh, passes down, and it's how. 
the tourism entity, you know, you mentioned the the byway sort of. Yes. It, it all kind of it's similar. There, there's trend. There's patterns there. Hundred percent. And again, the people who have again chosen Dubai to be home already married to that and they already have that that nature and that part of the culture as well yeah and that integration of having these 200 different nationalities that chose dubai to be home yeah. and they make up about 80 percent if not more of the uh, resident population that influence that change is a reflection of the culture of dubai as well yeah interesting so what are the exciting things that uh, tourists will have to look forward to in dubai we have the asian cup on at the moment this yes. year what else is coming up what are people looking out for what are the attractions and what are you excited about i think there's a lot of a lot of things that that um, have have come up uh, recently which um have uh, still have a lot of a lot of potential in terms of its of its, uh, its growth so you look at dubai parks and resorts um, and, and what they have to offer, the yeah. different shows that they put on, let alone the different rides yeah. and catering to such a, um, a wide um, uh, age group as well. Um, same thing with IMG, uh, Worlds of Adventure. Um, you have um, civic features like uh, Dubai Frame, yeah. for example, where a lot of people are actually going and loving the experience of seeing almost like the new and the old parts of Dubai um, within within that, that, uh, that, that one uh, um, yeah. uh, fixture, right? Uh, so th- there's so many different things that are happening. Look at Blue Water Island that that's that's uh, coming up as well with with the uh, the Dubai Eye or yeah, Eye of Dubai. And Dubai, yeah, yeah, and Dubai. And I think those those are again things that will will not only bring Dubai uh, people to to Dubai but bring them back again and again because yeah. again there's certain things and you will see in terms of repeat visitation, Dubai ranks amongst the highest in the world. Okay, um, so that is something that we're very proud of, and we want to make sure that we we push that uh, even more. But then if you look at um, other things that we focused on towards the end of last year, and we've kind of brought that brought that in uh, over the past past uh, year or so, which is the um, Al-Marmoum district within within Dubai and also Hatta yeah. uh, within Dubai. And Miras have done amazing, beautiful developments over there okay. now with a completely different, almost like a caravan yeah, yeah, set up yeah. on different um, yeah. mountaintops. And, and people can actually go and explore it in a rustic fashion yeah. as opposed to the ultra luxury, which, you know, which people okay. seem to always associate with Dubai, not realizing that there are these kind of experiences that exist yeah. that you can really go out and enjoy. Um, and, and people are even traveling on budget or they're budget conscious. There's so much okay. to actually do in Dubai and enjoy the mountain biking, the trekking, the hiking and within within those areas as well. Okay, amazing. Well, yeah, I almost want to take a holiday now. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the point. <laughs> so we could talk for hours. It's really interesting. I'd love to have you back again as the year goes on to see how things are coming. I'd love along. to be back. Thank you so much. Amazing. Though. Thanks a lot for your time. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thanks. Thank you.